97.3 ESPN presents the Sports Bash with Mike Gill. It's time for Football at Four with 97.3 ESPN.com's Andrew DiCecco. My first allegiance is what will be best for the Philadelphia Eagles and our fans for the next three, four, five years. Powered by the Inside the Birds podcast. Now, live from inside the Matt Black Kia Studios. It's football at four. Football at four is powered by the Inside the Birds podcast and brought to you by Dr. Lyle M. Back. Go to ilovelyleback.com. Call 856-MAKEOVER for Dr. Lyle M. Back. Proud sponsor of football at four. A lot to get into right now. The Eagles are interviewing another head coach today. Now, they had requested to interview Kellen Moore he is now in for an interview today, but he is also following. He's like waiting in the waiting room. You're sitting there looking at your watch like, how much longer are they going to talk to this Dennis Allen? Because he is in for an interview today as well. Like if you were at Dennis Allen and Kellen Moore, how do you feel if you're only getting these short little interviews and Josh McDaniels got like a nine-hour extravaganza? You got to think it's a positive and a step in the right direction if your ultimate goal is to eventually become a head coach, right? You can say to the next guy, hey, look, I interviewed with the Eagles back in this. You just add it to your resume. So, you know, I. You I, always take the interview. Yeah, of course. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm like, you're obviously saying, eh, I, I'm not as good as a candidate or they're not taking me as serious as those guys. So, like, maybe you, like, maybe they're trying to get to their tea time. It's like, ah, oh, damn, do I stay for this interview or do I go hit the links? Maybe they don't even stay. Right. You open up the, uh, Mr. Moore, Mr. Laurie will come. Mr. Moore, Mr. Yeah. Lo- Mr. Laurie, Mr. Moore is not out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on today. Dennis Allen is also in. He is the defensive coordinator for the Saints, who had a really good year defensively. Uh, he was the head coach in Oakland with the Raiders for a while. That didn't go so well. Let's get uh, the opinions of Andrew DiCecco, football at 4, 97.3 ESPN.com. He joins us now on the Boardwalk Honda Hotline. Andrew, what's up, man? Hey, Mike, how are you, man? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm pretty mystified at this head coaching search. Not that I care about the speed of how when they hire them, just the amount of guys that they're <clears> bringing in here. And what, what are they trying to accomplish by interviewing literally every Tom, Dick, and Harry who's had a coaching position? Mm-hmm. It's like – Hey, let's go get Dennis Allen. I'm wondering, do you know if all these guys have the same agent? <laughs> well, all right. So there's a lot of ways that this could, that you can kind of perceive this, and there's a lot to unpack. So what I would say is they could be looking to get some intel on on these guys' various systems and how they and how they do things or how they would approach a certain situation. Or you could get a lot of guys that maybe they don't like being told who their quarterback's going to be. Maybe they don't like being told that hey, you know, you're not going to have uh, you're only going to have X amount of say because, you know, if they're going to go down, you want to go down swinging if you're a head coach. You want to be able to pick the guys. You want to be able to draft the guys. You want to be able to stand on that. And they might not be uh, happy with the answers that they're getting from the Eagles. And, you know, a lot of guys, they might be being told that you have to make it work with Carson Wentz. And, of course, they may be thinking if it doesn't work with Carson Wentz, then then what? Then am I going to get the Doug Peterson treatment or or what? Because I'm doing what you guys are telling me to do. So um, I think it, and I also think Mike that they don't, they never anticipated having a coaching search. So they were kind of caught off guard, and they don't really know what they're looking for. So they figure, hey, let us cover all our bases, and 
um, and bring all these guys in and, and kind of weigh our options that way. I think you're definitely right there. They, they, they were behind the game. They didn't think they were going to be in the game. So now they're going almost overboard in the game. Let's talk about the guys that are in right now. Kellen Moore, Dennis Allen. Do either of these guys have a shot? Um, I think Kellen Moore has a decent shot, a better shot than, than Dennis Allen, in my opinion. He's a young coordinator. Yes, he's very young. And, and we talk about we talk about the youth and how and how are you going to kind of how is that going to translate to a veteran locker room? Um, how is that going to you know really really resonate with with a locker room? And I think that's fair. But when you look at Kellen Moore's resume, he's a very sharp guy. He's smart. Dallas retained him with uh, Mike McCarthy retained him with his staff. He's done some good things with Dak Prescott. He he's he's just they always have an efficient offense and he's just highly regarded and he kind of he kind of sees the offense through the eyes of the quarterback because he was one and um he, his 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 school Boise State reached out to him to even bring him in as a coach so i mean he he's has some coaching pedigree uh he hasn't been coaching very long granted but i i think that uh it would be an interesting hire um Dennis Allen defensive coordinator like i said he has some history with the raiders he, he did some nice things. He was a former secondary coach. He saw what he did with the secondary with the Saints, developed some younger players there. Um, I mean, I, I think that was more so as a feeler. I don't necessarily know if he's going to get any legitimate consideration, um, hence the, the shorter interviews um, and with a, with a candidate like that. So that's just a little bit of background on some of those guys. Okay, now Todd Bowles was in yesterday, and apparently you know, there's some people in the organization that obviously uh, thought that he did really well. Where do you kind of rank Bowles? I think most people think Josh McDaniels is the favorite. More on that. We'll, we'll get your opinion on that. Uh, but where do you kind of slot Todd Bowles and his candidacy right now? I, I think Todd Bowles is fairly high on their list because – Look, when you look at the team in its current state right now, they really need a – they could use a, a, a hardened coach, one that's been through a lot, one that's going to really command – has a commanding presence. It's going to have the respect of the entire locker room. And Todd Bowles is a guy that he was very well received when he was there the first time in Philadelphia. Um, he has a defensive mind. He's able to, he's able to kind of um, really relate to his players and – uh, and he just seems like an easygoing, like an easygoing coach, but one that one that carries an authority. And I think that's what really what the Eagles need right now is some sort of structure, piggybacking off of that article that that kind of came out over the weekend that really painted a picture of, of what's been going on and the disarray in that locker room. So I, I think he is kind of fairly high up there, and he doesn't strike me as somebody that's going to particularly rock the boat with a with a Howie Rosen or Doug or a uh, Jeffrey Lurie. So I think that that also um, is another thing that puts him higher on that list. Do you think that Josh McDaniels can be that guy even after the controversy in Denver and some of the stuff in New England? Yeah, Hunter. So Josh, Josh McDaniels, to me, I, I actually find that I would find that hire to be particularly intriguing for the Eagles because, well, once you get past the Denver Broncos situation, yeah, there's some baggage there. There's plenty of stuff out there if people want to look that up. But and he did not evaluate. He had poor evaluation on the quarterback. Tim Tebow was not an NFL quarterback, um, and he and he kind of hits his wagon to Tebow. And then, obviously, the the, fine, the one of the, one of the more um, one of the more damning things is when he backed out of the, of the Indianapolis job in 2018 after they had already announced it. That's just something that you know you can't do. Us that's obviously does not. You're going to burn a lot of bridges in the NFL pulling something like that. But when you really look at what he's done with New England, um, 
and 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 Adam Kaplan really really brought this up in the in the latest podcast of of his uh, of his role in kind of re kind of bringing up that that slot position to prominence with the Patriots with Wes Welker with working in the middle of the field with Rob Gronkowski really instrumental in some of the past concepts that they have there. Um, and and the, and the thing that I find most most interesting is that yeah he's 44 years old he's not necessarily a veteran coach but uh, he's not afraid to get after it he yelled at Tom Brady he would he would stay on Tom Brady and they had their battles but you know if you're Howie Roseman that that would be your worst nightmare having a guy like Josh McDaniels come into your franchise because he's not going to take a lot of flack he's not going to take any insubordination or undermining from his players and he's going to want to have some say so I I think he's going to you know, he has, there, there's an authoritative presence with him. And right now, it, it, there a lot of people think, I know Jeff was on yesterday, and he said he thinks he's the favorite in the clubhouse, and, you know, that people are basically saying that that's who the Eagles want. And now there's some reports today that Roseman is trying to sell Lori on it. It almost sounds that that's ass backwards. You know, like Roseman <laughs> yeah. is okay giving up some of the personnel power because McDaniels is going to want to come in and have some say, and that Roseman's okay with that, but he's got to almost sell Lori on that. You buying that? No, I don't buy that, and and I'm more so. I, I think that that's totally backwards. I think that they would have to that that Lori would have to sell Howie on that, knowing that yeah, this is the coach that, that that's 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 going to command a lot of control, and you're going to kind of have to get out of the way and let him do his thing and. Um, otherwise, you know, this whole thing could kind of combust by, you know, week 10 if, if you know, if you kind of overstep your bounds, so to speak. And, and you know, if we had this sort of an agreement, and I think that they're trying to – I think, if anything, they would have to sell Howie on that, given, you know, Howie's uh, reputation. What if he brings Mayo over as defensive coordinator? Now the Eagles have an opportunity to land two guys they value as head coach material. Would that intrigue you even more? Yeah, Hunter, I heard, I heard you bring that up yesterday when speaking to Jeff, and I think that that would be the best-case scenario if you bring in a Josh McDaniels. Get a guy like Gerard Mayo, who you brought in, who you interviewed already. He He's someone that's been fast-tracked in the NFL. He's very highly regarded in New England. He's always been a coach for – he just completed, I believe, his second season uh, as the inside linebackers coach. Um, he's someone that, that, that people have a lot of respect for, speak very highly of. He's played the game at a high level, so you're, you know he's only 34 years old, but he's gonna when he stands up there and speaks, guys are gonna listen. And uh, kind of, I know that Matt Patricia has had you know varying success after he left the Patriots, and you know it's, it's a lot of the guys that, that leave New England don't necessarily have that kind of success. But based on what you're seeing and hearing from Gerard Mayo, I think that if you're comparing a Matt Patricia or a Gerard Mayo as potential candidates to come along with the Daniels, I, I think that Mayo would be would be a fantastic hire. Interestingly enough, uh, Andrew DeCecco, by the way, is here for Football at Four. There's a lot of people that think that Belichick and New England is grooming him to take over for Belichick when he, in fact, you know, whenever that is, he's only 34 years old. So even if he's there for five more years, uh, he'd still be a pretty young guy when he takes over that job. That's how highly they think of Mayo up there. Yeah, and that, that's something that I, that I that I've written about, or I tweeted about even last year that he was going to be a guy to keep an eye on moving forward. He's been fast tracked. You see the results when he's with him, you know, in his position group, and he's been calling plays. You know, he's he's an inside linebackers coach, but he's calling plays. He called plays as a player. He he just gets it, and he has that presence about him. And you kind of got that sense that he was very highly regarded with that Patriots organization. And then this, you know, your what you just said really backs that up. 
Earlier, you touched on how damning that Jeff McLean piece was. What was your takeaway after reading that? Well, and, and it's very, very consistent with what you've heard Jeff and Adam report on Inside the Birds about Carson not taking to coaching, um, not being receptive of criticism. Um, also, to that, that Joe Santopacuito uh, piece for Philly Voice a couple of years ago that, that he got blasted for. Um, a lot of these things you're starting to see a lot of a lot of common, you know, common factors here. A lot of people are kind of echoing that article, which really, really built the foundation of, of you know, the, that, that kind of chatter coming out of that locker room. And, you know, Carson even went as far to admit some of that in, in the end of the 2018 season when he spoke with a handful of reporters that, you know, he, he's not the easiest guy to coach. And he is stubborn, and, and that's something that Jeff and Adam have spoken about as well. But some of the things that really stuck out to me in that, were you know the the going into the in the pissing match uh, as they called it with uh, with Doug Peterson, uh, not not you know when you're in the coaching and you're in the quarterbacks room, and Trust Taylor kind of you know asks you about a certain read or, or why you didn't you know why you didn't do a certain thing and, and your response is you know you have an excuse it was the pass rush or I I, I didn't see it that way and then you move on and you're not and you're not growing him about that those are those are problems that you kind of assume were, were going on. But now you kind of see that in writing. You're like, oh, well, that makes total sense why you kind of see that disconnect out there. Real quick, uh, I want to go back to a uh, – there's another name that interviewed uh, or will interview for the head coaching job, and that's Nick Sirianni, who is mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator for the Colts. He's been a wide receiver coach, which is kind of intriguing. This team has gone through those uh, a pretty plentiful. He's been a quarterback coach. So um, – is Sirianni a real candidate? Because there's a lot of people who kind of put him on that Sean McVay level mm-hmm. of a young, innovative guy. He worked with Andrew Luck, then he had to kind of go to Brissett. Now he had to work with Rivers. So what do you know about him? Well, I, I kind of likened him last year. I thought he was going to be a, uh, you know, a hot coaching candidate. I kind of likened him to a Matt LaFleur or Sean McVay. Those young upstart coaches, he's only 39 years old. You mentioned the wide receiver background. In fact, uh, he coached the wide receivers with the uh, with the Chargers from 2016 and 2017. Keenan Allen had his best season with him as his wide receivers coach. I believe he had over 1,300 yards of receiving that year. Um, then he goes to he goes with with Frank Reich. Uh, he, he was with Frank Reich with the with the Chargers, but he goes with them in 2018 uh, to the with the Colts staff. And what really struck me is his ability to to kind of make do with the players around him, play to their strengths. When you look at the receiver position, you haven't had T.Y. Hilton. Uh, he hasn't always been healthy. He's had a hamstring issues in the past. Um, you've had a guy like Zach Pascal and Mo Ali Cox, two undrafted players who he's really developed and made integral parts of that offense. Um, and, and the offense really hasn't, hasn't missed a beat despite the, not having a, a lot of uh, stars on that offense to really, to really go through. And, and I think that, that really speaks to his coaching intellect. Uh, interesting, because uh, when his name came up, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have no idea who that even is. But, you know, there's a lot of these guys. When Sean McVay gets hired, when you mentioned LaFleur, a lot of these guys are young, innovative, and that's what everybody seems to be looking for. Uh, but ultimately, who's the best fit? I mean, you look at Josh McDaniels. Is he, to you, the best option for where this team is in their kind of – uh, existence in terms of their roster makeup, the quarterback situation, all that. When you look at what this team needs the most, is it 
the Deuce Staley type leader of men is in an offensive mind who's worked with quarterbacks, Josh McDaniels. Is it that defensive-minded guy who will bring in an innovative coach to run the offense like a Todd Bowles? Who intrigues you the most? Well, I would say outside of Josh McDaniels, I would say Nick Sirianni, and I'm actually surprised that his name wasn't on the list earlier in the process. But what I will say is Josh McDaniels, for this reason, yes, he's an offensive-minded guy, and that's that kind of aligns with Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman's vision and, and what they really look for in a head coaching candidate. Um, but he also has he, – he's worked with Tom Brady, and he's, work, he's worked with the best quarterback in, the, in football, um, and, and, he's, and he knows that he knows how to push certain buttons on, on, and on, a, on a player like Tom who, who, isn't, who may not be the easiest guy to coach because he's been so successful for so long. You know, if, if they're trying to sell him on Carson Wentz, I think that Josh McDaniels would be the best option to work with him because he's going to coach him like John Filippo. He's going to get after him and hopefully get the best out of Carson. So you can kind of see that play that goes back to 2017. Um, and and, and I, I just think he, I think when he was with, the, with Denver, he was very young. He was given a lot of power at a young age. And, it, you know, people grow. People go through these situations and go through this adversity and, and either either learn from it and, and, and improve or, or you stay the same and don't get other opportunities. But I think that the fact that he's getting this opportunity, I think he's learned from his past mistakes, and, 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 we'll, and we'll see. But I, I think given the Eagles, the, the current structure of the team, I think that he would make the most sense in the head coaching role. What's your response to the people who say, do Staley deserves the opportunity? Um. I, I would say he's definitely beloved by the players, and then that's but that's only a part of it, Hunter. And I would say that um, when, when when you hear people say that he's deserving, I would say what what exactly does he do that that makes him deserving for it? Because he's beloved, because he's heralded in, the, in that locker room by players that you know currently there and, and former players. Um, like I said, that's only part of it. But um, yes, he's a leader of men, and he has a ton of respect and. And, you know, his voice is going to carry a lot of weight. But there's more to it than that. And I think that when you look at – he hasn't gotten any other coaching opportunities outside of the opportunities that he's had with the Eagles. Um, so that's a little head-scratching to me. Um, I, I think that I still consider him a very viable option, given the large coaching search, given he has an understanding of what, of what Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman and how they operate. Um, there's a familiarity there. Players are going to buy in right away. There's not going to there's not going to be a question of that. So I, I do think that he's going to be one of the three guys that, that it could ultimately come down to. Now, now let me ask you: If Deuce Staley didn't play for the Eagles at some point, would anybody be asking for the running back coach to be promoted to head coach? Is there any other running back coach in the league that anybody is asking to be like? I like Deuce, and I'm not downplaying well, he's also, him. He's, he's also the assistant head coach. That is true, and, and obviously they, they gave him that title for whatever reason, but my question really is, I guess, I don't know what Deuce does. I mean, the offense was not good. He's a part of that offensive room. If you're trying to clean out house, why would you get rid of all these other coaches and keep Deuce um, or make him the head coach? I mean, the offense was not good. People had problems with the running back. I don't know. I, I just wonder if Deuce was not a player here, a popular player here, if people would be pulling for him. And I'm not trying – look, if Deuce gets the job and he deserves it and he's the best guy out there, I will totally be okay with that. I'm just trying to find myself. I just wonder if it's not Deuce Staley played running back for the Eagles during a popular era, are people asking for the running back coach to be promoted to head coach? 
Well, uh, you know, and I think that there's an emotional intelligence with Deuce. Guys, he's very relatable. I've seen him coach up up up, uh, up close when he was running the Temple Pro Day when he was running uh, going running Rykel Armstead, the running back through drills. He coaches very hard, but he gets the best out of his players. Yes, the running back rotation has been scrutinized in recent years, um, and I, and he <laughs> that's directly tied to Deuce Staley. But I think what you say there, Mike, is very fair, and that's kind of what I was saying earlier. It's what what exactly what can you pinpoint that Deuce Staley does extremely well that would allow him to vault from running backs coach slash assistant head coach to, to head coach of a team that's really in disarray right now. You don't want to set Deuce Staley up for failure, and you don't want to set the Eagles up for failure either because they really can't afford to be set back with this hire. Um, is there a one that got away for you? Uh, I, I really like Robert Sala. I, I, thought, I thought that he had um, – I really liked – what he was able to do with the San Francisco 49ers. I like the staff that he, that he has and that he has in place. Um, I love his energy, his positive energy. Um, and, and, and I just think that a lot that that would really, that's really what the team really needed. A defensive minded, hardened head coach with a ton of energy that was open to having other coaches around him. that were going to take over, take ownership of other areas rather than having, having that mindset where you want to oversee everything, um, I thought it would have been more of a collaborative effort with him, and I, and I thought that his spe- his specialty is is defense. So you're going to see a lot of defensive line, a lot of defensive line uh, intrigue in the draft, and linebackers, and it would have been a completely new identity for an Eagles team that that really needs to turn the page. So I, I thought he brought a lot to the table. Is it weird to you that Dable wanted to stay as the offensive coordinator in Buffalo with the ties of Sean McDermott and his relationship with Howie and this organization? You know, there's some speculation that maybe it was like, hey, you don't want to go there. And, and Dable is a guy who, you know, I know Gil was very high on. A lot of people were very high on. So it's a little odd that he's staying as OC, in my opinion. Yeah, that was that was a little strange to me because, uh, and, I, and I heard Jeff mention this yesterday, which I found pretty interesting, is that, you know, Sean McDermott didn't leave on the best terms when he left Philadelphia. Um, maybe it had something to do with it, but I can't say for certain. But I will say this, coaches in the NFL, they talk, and word gets out. I mean, if word's leaking, if stories are leaking from the locker room to, you know, reporters, and, and that's kind of a, a widely known issue of, with the Eagles, um, coaches are talking about the situation and, and the dysfunction in that Eagles, with that Eagles team right now. And I'm sure Sean McDermott may have said, hey, you know what? I would hold out and wait. Come back. We'll kill it again. We'll, we'll kill it another year. You'll be, you'll be the top coaching candidate again, and you'll have your pick. And, and kind of just, you know, maybe, maybe hold off on this because it might not be the best situation for you right now given all the problems that are permeating from that locker room. Andrew, why no be enemy? And if he interviews – is it a no-brainer that he should be the guy? I think Eric Bieniemy should. I, I, for the life of me, Mike, I can't understand why he wasn't a more prominent candidate in this search. I, I really felt that. Um, I mean, you have Andy Reid, who's willing to vouch for you. You have the resume. You, I mean, it's time. This guy should be a head coach, and I don't know what more he he needs to do to to kind of you know cement himself as a viable head coaching candidate and. To me, I, I, I kind of envision him going with the Houston Texans and um, and having success there, but I don't understand why he wasn't a more uh, a more prominent candidate high up on the Eagles list because I really thought that he deserved it. 
Something I'm constantly hearing is maybe we should look, and this is just from Eagles fans, but, you know, let's get away from the Andy Reid tree and, and, and try something new. And my argument to that is his tree is so successful, why would you want to look another avenue? But at the same time, I kind of understand why maybe a new identity would be great as well. So how do you view that statement? Yeah, I think, you know, that thinking, you know, to get away from a, such a successful coaching tree is the contrarian thinking, but... Um, I, why, why get away from something if it, it's, it's proven success? You've had, I mean, you saw the success that Doug Peterson had early on in his Eagles tenure uh, before things spiraled out of control. And um, Mike Kafka handles the passing game concepts for them, and, and he's going to be um, on his way to be fast tracked in this league. And you look at Eric Bieniemy, and you know the list just goes on and on. But I'm just, I'm just mentioning the recent guys. You know, these guys are going to have success, you know, in, in their careers when they have elevated roles. So why why get away from that? I mean, if, if it's working, if the system's proven to work, why go with an unknown? I mean, there are, that said, there are unknown candidates out there like a Nick Sirianni, like uh, that I've mentioned that I think are, are, are very intriguing and I think are well-deserving of a head coaching role. Like I said, I thought Nick Sirianni would have been one of the names that found that latched onto a head coaching spot last offseason. But, I mean, there's definitely – I can understand both schools of thought. Well, the Eagles have interviewed 10 coaches. Biennemi's not one of them. I guess they did ask to. They haven't scheduled anything with him yet. Now, in past years, you could not interview a guy if he was still involved. They've changed that now that if the team gives you permission – you can over Zoom, so we'll see if something ends up happening. But Kellen Moore today, Dennis Allen today. For all the details on the coasting search, go to 973ESPN.com, and we'll talk more about it until they find one. This is uh, very intriguing. More names could continue to come. They might stumble back into interviewing Doug Peterson by accident. You never know. <laughs> yeah, and, you never know when this thing's turning. At A. DeCecco NFL. Follow him on Twitter. I can't wait till we can start breaking down the draft. I know you're chomping at the bit for that. We will certainly get into a I lot of draft wait. talk with Andrew, and he, like all guys, appeared via the Boardwalk Honda hotline. All right, Andrew, take care, pal. Guys, have a good one. All right. Uh, Football at Four brought to you by Dr. Lyle M. Back for everything from skin care to cosmetic surgery. Go to ilovelyleback.com. Call 856-MAKEOVER for Dr. Lyle M. Back, proud sponsor of Football at Four, which is powered – by the Inside the Birds podcast, and tomorrow right here on the Sports Bash for Football at Four, Jeff Mosher is in the house. Can't wait for that. Um, he's been. We talked about Dable not being there. Are you? Are you? at the point where you think it's going to be Josh McDaniels? Are you not buying into all where there's smoke, there's fire? Like, it just seems too obvious right now. It kind of does. I kind of feel that way. It's like, if you were at this point, you know, did you have this interview scheduled with Dennis Allen already? Like, where the hell did he come from? Right. Nick Sirianni? Like, think about what it's going to have to take for the Eagles to be swayed, unless it goes back to the Lurie report that we saw from Pro Football Talk. If Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, is not okay with McDaniels, Maybe it's not as much of a lock as we think it is right now. He's the one that has the ultimate decision at the end. Hey, if you're watching us on Facebook, Twitter, or our YouTube channel, leave us a message. Say hello. We'll post your message up on the screen. We'll talk about your messages. Yeah, a lot of, uh, hey, check out Broads and now his hair looks. A lot of those comments today. I'm pretty pumped up about it. Yeah? Yeah, a lot of those. Damn, look at Broads couple of those. I don't see any. Wow, Gil, nice hair. I don't see any of that. I know. 
I did not get so far. Look at my nice wig. Yeah, Sean Fitzpatrick chimes in. Damn, Hunter. Look at you styling today. Yeah, you do you want with a button up. Yeah, you know what I should you know what I realized? I'm changing my my life uh approach every day. You put on nicer clothes, you feel better about your day. Wow. When you put on a nicer outfit, it's like I'm attacking this day. Okay. So my mentality is now like I come in here with a suit. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna go that strong, but just every day I'm gonna, you know, try and dress nicer. It changes your outlook and perspective. All right. Uh, Rob Motti with uh, more on the Eagles search tonight, plus the Wentz story at 5 o'clock. It's Philadelphia Flyers hockey tonight on 97.3 ESPN and the free mobile app. All right, 433 Sports Bash, 97.3 ESPN. I got to read you a text exchange that me and my cousin had on Saturday. Okay. I had to do it this song. Oh. Okay. Just like a bizarre. Random as hell kind of thing? As random as you can get. Yeah, I mean, when you just told me that, I'm sort you of like. know this song? Where's this going? Yeah, I mean, of course, like, I know it, but I'm not like some diehard fan of it. Of who? Uh-uh. Okay. I know the right. song, though. Like, oh. I'm not. I, I thought you were just saying you knew the song. No, like, I know the song. I'm not, like, some knowledgeable, like, I can tell you all about it and, and whatnot. But okay. Who hasn't heard this song before is my I question. don't know. I'm not I'm not saying that I would be surprised if you didn't hear oh, the okay. song. It's no, an old I've, song. Yeah, I mean, I've heard it, but I'm not, like, knowledgeable of it, okay. if that makes sense. But what I am knowledgeable is <laughs> UFC, of course. I watch it all the time, right, Josh? You can bet $1 on McGregor to win by knockout in the first round. And you'll be cashing out $257. That's right. You bet $1 on DraftKings. So I'm McGregor to win by first-round knockout, and you can cash out $257. Do not forget about the football playoffs as well. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 973 when you sign up. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey only. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So Saturday morning... I woke up and uh, took to the kitchen to make my coffee. Of course you did. Right? And out of nowhere, I just decided that I was going to get into uh, a little Super Tramp, uh, which is the band that that performs that song, but also performs uh, the song that I'm about to uh, talk about here. So I get up. I start making the coffee, and as I typically will do on, like, a Saturday, I'm in the kitchen. I got a little something going. And this song I just start putting on. So I write, hey, John, good morning. Woke up and started blaring Super Tramp, goodbye, stranger, and started moving my hips. That was the text. Okay. Now, is that something that you would do when you? Yep. Okay. We're, we're very odd. Like, you know, we have like this. Yeah, weird, so weird wrote, communication. Mike, Super Tramp is one of my favorite bands of all time, and they're insanely underrated. The Logical Song is my favorite on lead Vokes. Rick Davies. Now, do you know how I know Super Tramp? Good old Pete Thompson. We would go breakfast in America. There you go. That, that was my correlation because that's where I've heard that song before. I've looked into Super gotcha. Tramp. So I wrote, yep, yep, yep. That song just got a spin as well. And I'm currently locked into the very best of Super Tramp. I had that whole album. Did you go, 
Now, are you big on like the record player? Like my buddies I have a record player. No, so but my buddies do. Like they they're into music that much that they went back, they bought a record player, and they yeah, still rock it. That's now. like a hipster. Oh, okay. So my friends are hipster. Well, yeah. I mean, that's like the thing. Like the young guys now going, oh, I got to get a record player because that was cool back then. Right. But it's kind of cool though. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, but there's a reason why. Like the sound is better. There's no question, but it was a pain in the ass to play a record. There's a reason why somebody looked to get a better option in the record player. Well, God forbid we try and go through the Alexa and it ends up telling you you got an Amazon package, you miss half the song. It's a whole mess. What are you talking about? <laughs> Using something like an Amazon Bluetooth speaker or something compared to the record player. That's why you would go record player. You don't want to get an interruption See, from little, an Amazon I'm package. I'm a little young for the record player. Okay. You know, I grew up. It was You're young once. Yeah. I was a little young for the record player. But when I was growing up, the tape was, you know. Oh, yeah. Even when I was starting to drive, we had the tape player in the car with the aux cord. That's how you would use the aux. You had the tape. You don't even have tape players or CD players So in cars I anymore. rode my bike one time a very long way. And I rode my bike to go get a, a cassette single. Oh, wow. Used to, like, they, you would have, you'd have to buy the whole album on yeah. the tape, or then they had the cassette singles, and they were like $1.99, where you can get, like, the one song from that group that you like. I used to have a Walkman. But my dad's earphones over top, the the yellow Walkman. Remember the Walkman? Yeah. Now, see, I was, I was in the tape era, and then we went to the CDs. And then the CD was around for a while. Oh, yeah. You used to have that black case. You'd unzip it. It would be yeah. in your driver's seat uh, compartment, right? You'd yep. take it out. You'd... No, mine was on the um, the sun visor. Okay, yeah. The, oh, yeah. You had the slots. Now, you would go to, I was back in my prime. It was all about the lime wire. So you'd burn your own CDs, and you can kind of get the songs you want and make your own mixes. I'm sure. Yeah. You, you, in fact, yeah. So what do you got over there? Somewhere over here. It Whoa. might be back in my office, but. One of the interns that worked here one year gave me a Christmas present, and it was like a 50-pack of blank CDs. What year was this? Oh, man, it was like when I first started. Okay, I was going to say, first off, did I screw up? Because when I was an intern, I didn't get you a damn thing. Yeah. And I still di- I still haven't, and I probably still won't, but am I screwing up here? What, getting me a, a nice gift? Yeah, you know, there's some beers over there that one of the in- I don't know where they are. There Josh was a, probably drank a six-pack of beers over here that one of the interns got me years ago. They were like a Heineken. So you clearly didn't appreciate it enough to actually drink them. You just left them in the corner somewhere. No, they might be gone. So now I'm glad that I didn't buy you anything because you'd probably just leave it around anyway. (laughs) Because I didn't drink the beer. Yes. It was a Heineken. What's wrong with that? You're not a big Heineken guy? I don't like beer in a green bottle. Really? Like you're out on Stella Artois? Yeah, I feel like that's like something that people try to order to sound like they're a beer drinker or like some sort of. Yeah, I'm a big. I'm a. I know my beer. I'll take a Stella Artois. <laughs> oh, and by the way, give me the fancy glass that it comes with. Yeah, the circular. Like it's not a wine glass, but it gives you like that circular fat beer glass. Yeah, I like a Stella though, and I'm not someone who tries to just uh, try and make it seem like I'm some beer head. I like a nice Stella. It's good. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's nothing like wow. I can't wait to. You know, wrap my teeth around a couple Stellas tonight. Well, sometimes I have those days. Andrew, by the way. Wow, Gil, nice hair. Oh, come on. Is, you have a cousin named Andrew? I do, actually. Yeah, but it's probably this him. This guy, Andrew, I can't pronounce his last name. You want me to try? Yeah, we did that last time, and we nailed it. Remember? The, Not this guy. I know. It was a different person. Yeah, but he that went, was Gigliotti or yeah, something. Yeah, Gigliotti. came back and said, great job, yeah, guys. Andrew, loss in... 
Lozonski. I would go Lozonski. 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 How we do, Andrew? Yeah. Andrew Lozonski says, nice hair. Come on. I actually do like, you got a nice style to the hair for sure. I like it. It's a little bit over to the side. It's a good look. Well, I'm 44 years old. I still have hair. Right. That's my biggest fear because without my hair, I'm not even a person. I don't know who I am. This has been an identity of mine since I was born. I came out the womb like this. Just bang. Speaking of hair, by the way. Yeah? I mean, we got this bizarre situation that happened in the building over the weekend that needs to be figured out here. This is My boss weird. comes in to me and asks, were you in the building this weekend? I'm like, no. Well, there's hair in the bathroom, and it's unaccountable. Like, you know what kind of bizarre stuff happens here on the weekends? I would love to just sit here and watch the weekends and just see what happens in here. Yeah. One time we came in, there was the coffee machine, like, exploded. Oh, that was- There was coffee all over the place. I didn't know that was a weekend thing. I thought that was a week thing. That was a weekend thing, the coffee machine? I think these things happen, like, after 7 o'clock on Friday night. Now, who else comes in here on the weekends besides Josh and I? Well, that's why he's always a prime candidate. Not to mention, he has a haircut. Right. Now, that's where things start to get a little iffy. Right. I mean, so the the, the big book guy says, hey, we're- any of you guys in here this weekend? Somebody, there's hair all over the place, and it's not cleaned up. Well, he's got a haircut. I wasn't here, and you came in, and I said, well, if Hunter comes in, he's got no hair on his face or his hair's trimmed, then I guess he's a suspect as well. Right, and due to the incident that happened the week prior, when I walked in here, yeah. go, hold on a second, when I walked in here and said, I can't believe I need to ask you this, I was like, uh-oh, what happened now with the soundboard? Because we had an incident prior, which was unfortunate. Yeah, yep. I don't know what happens on the weekends. It's crazy. I'll be honest. That door is right there, right? I don't go much further than just walking into this too. Once in a while, I use the bathroom, of course, but I use the standard bathroom. This hair incident was all the way in the back. I didn't even know there was a bathroom by the salespeople. I never go back that far. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you got to really seek that one out. I mean, that's back there. You could be back there and not even know that it's there. Like if you, you got to go way, way back there. Right. I never even been back to the salespeople, so you know it couldn't be me. Good thing I didn't come in with a haircut, though. I'd be a little nervous. <laughs> well, Josh has. A, I mean, he he went from having like uh, an afro to no hair. But I would imagine that Josh would be like, yeah, I like I don't see Josh as a guy who cuts his hair and then walks away and doesn't do anything about it. Oh, I don't either, but I'm right. saying if you're listening in the audience right now and you're starting to piece together the evidence, I can see why it looks bad. people in here. I can see why it looks right? bad for Josh, but I don't <laughs> see him being that guy. I just don't. Very few people in this building. He has a haircut. He does have a haircut. I mean, I don't if I'm putting you on the stand, you got a lot of explaining to do. I mean, if we took those hair follicles right now and ran a DNA test, are you nervous? No, because I don't even know what they look like. Are they still, who cleaned them up? I don't know. My, you know, our boss came in here. Okay, both of us were sitting here. He said, "Any of you guys in here on Saturday or this weekend?" I was like, "No." And of course, Josh is like, "Yeah, I was here Saturday." Because I'm here every Saturday. Yeah, by but the he's way. got no hair. He, right. He that's, has that's a the... shaved head all of a sudden. Right. So he, I said, "Why? What's up?" Well, I went in the bathroom and there's hair all over the place. It looked like someone shaved and then left all the hair and like never cleaned it up. Now, so if I'm presenting this... this evidence to the listeners, and I say someone shaved, they left their hair, it had to be someone on the weekend, Josh was here, and he has a haircut. The evidence is, I mean, 
It's pretty mounting right now. But there's also sideways evidence. We, we, you forgot well, to you. include. Let's hear you present your argument. Well, yes. first of all, let's include the fact that this bathroom is a bathroom that none of us use in this building. Well, I mean, it's, it's a, a great alibi to say no one uses it and uh-huh. say, I've never used that bathroom. I don't normally use it, so I'll go use that one. Yeah, but then I gotta turn a light on. I gotta walk around. It's not a lot corner. of heavy lifting, is it? Turning turn a, a light, light on. on. You know, do you normally deuce you in the dark? Really think I would have be here any longer than I have to on a Saturday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a perfect Larry David, like yeah, shoulder shrug. You're kind of, of weighing the, the options. In here. Of the three oh, people oh, in here. Oh, oh, we got the boss oh, man coming in. Oh, the boss man is Wow! What's the evidence? All he did was come in here and point. Yeah, at me. but that means he's suspicious as well. He, no, you know saying. what I mean? He's no, let me, suspicious. Let me, let me put something out there. Ah, maybe. <laughs> There's two things. To remember, number one. Hold on a I'll, second. What time did this occur? I would like to know. What the, the haircut? haircut? No, not yeah. Your haircut. Saturday morning. So it was before you got here. Yeah. All right. Oh, before he even stepped in the building. Well, that's what is. Do what we his have story a story? Oh, you did it yourself, or is there like a haircuttery receipt? No, I have a wall clipper at home. So yeah. he did it it's himself. In a shoe box. And, and I can say, from past experience, Josh will come in with a haircut, and it's uh, it's a it's a self one. Right. That I doesn't mean he didn't do it here in the well, past I mean, and I'll, cleaned it up. But I've never done it here in the building. I was going to ask you, <laughs> why would I do it now? Would you ever? Think to my like. Think to yourself. I need a haircut. I'll do it in the bathroom at work. No, exactly. Like that's something that like I don't see Josh as that. I guy. agree, but I'm just saying. Hey, there's a mounting evidence that you're you got to find a good alibi here, and so yeah, well, far I haven't been able to find it. There, I'm, like this guy I'm Tom says, Josh left hair behind, and then he raided the fridge. Wow, you did <laughs> well, that's all what I was that. Say so. I'm a convenient scapegoat because of all the people who work in this building. Theoretically, I'm here more than anybody else. He's Brett Brown. So. <laughs> he's, he's the one that gets all the blame for everything. So what happens is, is that, okay, yes, I've admitted to things I have done before. For example, someone came in here about a year ago asking, hey, why is there, it said person who came in here earlier, hey, why is there broccoli crumbs in the sink? Because he eats broccoli every day. Right. And I said, well, that must have been me. He's like, well, could you clean it up next time? Absolutely. A year and a half later, I clean it up every time. It's like so, I got banned from making salmon in here. Because I put it in the microwave one time, and it made the whole place smell like salmon. I got banned for spilling coffee on the soundboard, so I I can't drink that anymore. You haven't seen me with the coffee since. I drink it before I get here. My point is, I have a history of admitting if I've done something. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think all so three of us... So you're rolling him out? <sighs> it's so hard to. Yeah. We'll have to fire some more questions. Stay around. Sports Bash Live, 97.3 ESPN. You need just to match one number, 1 to 15, to win cash pop. From the New Jersey Lottery, the more numbers you play, the better odds of winning. Pop in and play, because anything can happen in Jersey. Turn it on. Philadelphia Flyers Hockey. All season long on 97.3 ESPN and the free mobile app. Connecty trying to get into the play. He's in front. Connecty shoots. He scores! Thomas Connecty trickles it through. South Jersey's Flyers Station. All right, now to the top of the hour. So we got a little bit more uh, information here. Whoa. So I'm told that the hair was actually found in multiple bathrooms, not just the one 
that was all the way hidden in the back. It's like a Easter egg hunt. Started at one, left your trail, and went to another one. You know how many bathrooms are in this building? So to have multiple situations, there's one, two, three, four, five bathrooms in here. There is? Yeah. I didn't even knew that. I know of three. Well, there's the one that you don't know. It's all the way back on the other side of the sales. That's where I thought it was, or that's the impression that I got. Now, now there's one on the the programming side, but not where my office is on the programming side. On the on the side where they actually care about the programmers, over that way. They're oh. like over there where they have like big offices. Oh, I have a window though. Pull in a pond. They said pond will be good for you. They just threw me up in the front. You got but a they nice have their office. own bathroom back there. You got a nice office. Yeah, I do. You got a nice yeah. office. But then, I had confused. to like wait for like nine people to get fired before I finally got one. And I still don't have a computer, you know. Right. The guy with the hair stole my computer, yeah. too. Yeah, God, he's doing everything. <laughs> but the, the thing is, you shave, right? And, like, is it facial hair? Is it actual hair on your head? You can tell by the size of these hairs. But is it possible this individual realized, uh-oh, I missed the spot? So then they go to the different bathroom to oh, try and get the spot that they missed, and now that's where the, the well, next thing comes in. you can tell the, the difference blood. between hair on your head and shaving hair. That's what I'm saying. We don't have the information of what type of hair it was. All it, all it says is there's hair. Right. Was we it, need to know this. Was it someone he shaved? Did someone take pictures? Did they use a manscaping? Right. Caution tape. I mean, like, don't touch it. If you're using the manscaping, you got some curly cues. Right. It's possible. Was it a female hair? Right. Was it a male's hair? I mean, I would imagine it's got to be a male if it's to this level of hair everywhere. I mean, if it's a beard, it can't be a woman with that thick of a beard. You know, some women have a little muzzy, a little blonde muzzy. You can see it from a certain <laughs> angle. It's like, hey, you're going to shave that? or? Well, I'll tell you what. I like to get down to the bottom of it, but, I mean, the evidence is uh, up against you there, Yeah, pal. I mean, when the boss man comes in and starts pointing in your direction, you should feel a little concerned. <laughs> Well, he's got a long enough track record. I know. Of I being know. here every Saturday. Right. That he uh, would be the only. Uh, well, I'm here culprit. Sundays, but, you know, not to put me in the mix because I still got my full hair of lettuce. Didn't shave anything. You know? Well, you could do a little trim ski with a hair that long and no one would really know the difference. Like if you had some You'd be able to ends. tell. Shit, you, you could tell, though, because my hair needs a little trim. You have some of that. It needs oh. to be cleaned up. Okay. Well, we can. Um We'll see if uh, anybody gets down to the bottom of it. Yeah, I'm excited to see how this plays out. It's almost like an episode of CSI, I was going to say Miami, but CSI uh, Land. This guy wants to know, maybe there was an animal running around in there, like came down from the ceiling. Well, we did have people working on the roof all week. Maybe one of those guys slipped into the bathroom. Oh, yeah? And then uh, decided to shave. (laughs) 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 I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, pulled out a straight edge. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I have something to do tonight. Let me get this done real quick. All right. Don't forget, Rob Motti on the other side. We'll get back into the Eagles conversation. Pete Thompson, Tuesday with Thompson. And don't forget, watch the show live on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter page. You can get that at 973ESPN.com. At Mike Gill Show. Follow me on Twitter, at Broads81. I think that... uh, Rob will have very interesting things to say about this Wentz story. And we will get into his thoughts on the coaching search. That's all coming up next. Don't go away. Sports Bash is live on 97.3 ESPN. Brought to you by Matt Platt Nissan. The all-new Matt Platt Nissan is now open on the Black Horse Bike in Egg Harbor Township next to Home Depot. Visit them online at mattplattnissan.com. Sports Bash 97.3 ESPN, the free mobile app.
97.3 ESPN with a Flyers Minute from Kevin Durso. The Flyers suffered their...